order. Good morning, friends. It might not be morning when you're listening, but it's Wednesday morning right now. Last week was the first week since I started the podcast that I did not record at least one episode. I'm really bummed about it. Try not to be too down on myself. We are living in just a constant state of overwhelm right now. So much has happened. Life has just been an absolute whirlwind, both personally and professionally. We just have so much going on. New projects at work and busy season is starting back up. I've been hiring like crazy. Oh my gosh, hiring. I could do like a whole episode just about like interviewing and trying to hire people. It is a wild ride that is extremely time consuming and stressful. And yeah, like I said, we're going into busy season. So it's already right back into it, back to back to back, event after event after event, sometimes multiple events on the same day, lots of multiple events per weekend. It's just madness. One thing that really sucks about events is like you can't finalize so many of the details until you get a final guest count and then every single time the guest count changes like it's like a ripple effect and it changes like a million other things so that's just like you can't you can't plan for that like i mean you know you can plan that you know changes are going to happen but like you can try to get ahead anticipate having those changes but at the end of the day the guest count fluctuates and you have to swing and adapt and I don't think people that don't do this every day for a living realize the impact of like adding one guest taking away a guest not a big deal but like you add one guest last minute and it's like you have to alert catering now you need another menu you need another place card you got to reprint your seating chart like it's a whole freaking thing anyways that's happening season is here it's in full swing um we are also launching a couple offshoots of the business so i've been spending a lot of time and like going through learning curves and trying to create new processes with the team and now we have to talk about marketing later today it's so much and then of course on the personal side we bought a house We sold our current house. We haven't closed on either of them yet. Um, I do want to give like a little house update. I know lots of people that listen to the podcast also follow on Instagram at Thoughtfully Thrifted. And you might have, you know, seen a few things popping up about buying and, and selling. So quick house update. We are through inspection on both houses, the house we're selling and the house we're buying. House we're buying got a very clean inspection report. House we're selling, it's like a million years old and has 59,000 million things wrong with it, which is what we expected, but our buyers were super just kind and realistic and practical and only asked us for like one major thing. Um, Of course, Ironically, both houses needed sewer work, so we responded to their inspection response, and there goes Porter barking at every freaking thing that walks by, making me want to literally stab my eyes out. Um, Where was I? Inspections. Yes. So, 
This is my constant life when I am at home and it spikes my cortisol levels and my anxiety goes through the freaking roof when he's barking. Like I can't, like my, my nervous system cannot, cannot take it. And we have tried all sorts of things. I don't know what to do. It's just, it's, it's hopeless. He's still going. Anyways, we said yes to their asks on the current house. And then for the most part, what we asked for at the new house after the inspection, they are granting to us as well. They're not doing the work, which is annoying because it's another thing to put on our plates uh, when we close on the house. Then I have to worry about scheduling and lining up all the contractors and making sure someone is there to like let them in and answer questions and pay them and do all that shit, which is super annoying. And we're going to get to do that right off the bat when we move in. Or a couple of small things that just needed done with like the roof and a couple sewer repairs and yeah uh, gutters need cleaned out like they were really terrible there were also like little spots on the gutters that don't have like a basically like a shield so the way the water was running was like damaging to the roof um i laugh because those issues uh if if those were the issues like at our current house that would be like magical like the issues are so above and beyond at our current house because it's just so old I've never owned a house um that's less than like 100 years old so this is gonna be so amazing we have like legitimate working windows I don't even know like I think the plumbing and the electrical is like normal like up to code probably yeah anyways i'm really excited about that so we're through inspection processes um appraisal came back amazing on the new house we're going in with even more equity than what we're putting down thanks to a lower sale price and a higher appraisal price and i was really nervous about our current house appraising because we just bought it two years ago and we were asking more than we paid but we have put so much money into this current house uh, the realtor asked me to just like type up a quick spreadsheet of, you know, money we put into the house to justify a higher cost. Drum roll, please. Um, I cannot wait to drop this number of how much money we have put into this house. 74000 dollars. $74,000 over the last two years. And I will say that does include the two new furnaces and new air conditioner were about $34,000. So if we subtract that, we're at about $40,000. And, you know, I always like, it's so easy to just like spend money and not know where it goes. But if you're spending $40,000 of hard cash, of your hard earned cash on home improvements, you would think that you would like know that that $40,000 like went to, um, you know, your home improvements. And I was really like, I've, I've been like crapping my pants about the mortgage on this new house because it's like almost triple what we pay now because interest rates are a lot higher. We have an amazing interest rate on our current home and I've been just like crapping my pants. But then when I saw that we've like, if you average it out over the two years we've been here, that we've been paying $20,000 of cash into home improvements. Um, 
and that's just not going to happen at the new house. Like we're going to have to go really, really slow. And like, we are not going to have $20,000 lying around to put into home improvements. And thankfully this house doesn't need like major home improvements. Like, oh, we're going to have to replace like the whole electrical unit outside for you to even have electricity or, you know, pipe issues, plumbing issues, just, uh, hot water heater dying furnace is dying like we do have super old heating and cooling mechanics at the new house so we're gonna purchase um we're having the buyers purchase us a home warranty which i'm kicking i was like talking to our realtor and the inspector about the home warranty like and it being worth it like i was kicking myself that we didn't have a home warranty on this house when our furnace is shit out because we would have paid 600 or 700 dollars for the year versus having uh to pay 34 thousand dollars to replace all the units so yeah we worked that into the deal and now i feel okay because it's like if a furnace goes out it's under the home warranty and it's not going to be like 34 thousand dollars out of pocket so it feels very worth it to carry that home warranty until we potentially replace both of the furnaces I don't remember I think one of the AC units was old and the other one was like not terrible but yes um all the other appliances are in the kitchen are like brand new they're Samsung I don't like Samsung appliances I've heard horror stories about them I only had them once I put them in my bungalow flip and they were fine but we only lived there for like a year and a half shocker I don't know if you noticed the trend but moved a lot over the last 10 years and I am really excited because like this we knew like yes our current home we 100% it was a dream home but it was never a forever home it never checked all the boxes even when we bought it the boxes we had like this house didn't check it it was a very like fairy tale like magical charming home that we knew long term didn't meet all of our needs like logistically floor plan wise like number of bathrooms like it just didn't and we knew that so it was supposed to be like a five-year house like a five to ten year house um we made it too you know but this next house like really is like it has all the space we need it has all the beds we need has all the bathrooms has the studio great neighborhood great backyard um huge selling point is Uh, We want to keep Brian, like, exposed to the Spanish language, and there is a Spanish immersion school right by our new house. Um, I'm super excited about that. I have to look into the details on, like, how do I get her into that school and this and that. Um, Yes, so that's the house update. We are supposed to close on selling our current house March 28th. Then we have, I think, two weeks to move out. We close on the new house April 4th, and then we don't get keys in possession until April 7th. So we will be moving over Easter weekend, which is just lovely. I worked really hard this year to give myself holidays off of weddings because last year, every holiday weekend, I was working and I got really resentful about it. So this year, I was like, nope, I'm not doing it. Every time I see an inquiry come in for a holiday wedding, I ask my girls, I'm like, do either of you want this? And if they say no, then we are just unavailable. And I'm okay with that. Um, That's where we are now in life and business, and I'm glad to be there. So I gave myself Easter weekend off, and now my reward is getting to move. 
on my weekend off my Easter weekend my parents are going to come into town to help I think my brother is coming into town he's never much help moving but you know maybe he'll pick up a box or two that'd be great and then I think Andrew's family is coming Saturday that Saturday to help us move so yeah everything moved so quickly it's been an absolute whirlwind I feel like I'm constantly signing things and responding to things and filling out paperwork like it's just it's a lot and of course that's on top of like normal life of you know working and being a mom and picking up new projects at work and season going into full swing it's just wild y'all I had a lady message me on Instagram and she was like you're always making your life so difficult for yourself and then you come on here and you're complaining about it and I was really really pissed off that she made that comment I mean there's some truth in that statement but at the same time like that was just a really rude thing to say to someone and I did reply back to her and I was like wow that's such a kind thing of you to say no one said I do make my life hard for myself I do that all the time because sometimes hard things are really really worth it and the reward at the end once you get through the hard thing even going through the hard thing there are good parts about it even though it's hard like there's so many things in life that are just extremely difficult experiences but when you get to the other side you look back and you're like oh my gosh that's so worth it like renovating a house for example like you think it's easy to live in a house and renovate it live inside of renovations for like two years no but at the end it's so worth it like You can look back and you just, you know, you've made the place your own and you love where you live and the journey is not always easy, especially to great things. I mean, if the journey was easy, everybody would have everything they want. So I don't know, that comment just like really rubbed me the wrong way. And then the complaining piece, like if we just like break this all down, like the hard, there's, that's the hard part of it. Yeah. Life is fucking hard. Okay, if, if someone is telling you otherwise, then I don't know what kind of life they're living. And yeah, sure, maybe some people are like choosing the quote unquote, I, I don't even want to call it an easier road because there is no easy road in life. Like that's just a fact. No matter what road you choose or what path you go on or what plans God has for you, there are always hard parts. So I'll just leave it at that. Now, on the other side, the complaining part. This is really a hang-up I have about social media because if you never share your real life, you never share any of your downs, you never share any of your problems, your hurdles, your hard times, you are just like tagged as fake and unrealistic and like toxic positivity is a real thing and I am like a huge proponent that there are some levels of positivity that are just toxic and if you have never heard of the term toxic positivity just do a quick google search there's some books about it it's a really fascinating concept and I'm really intrigued by it the complaining part though like yeah sometimes I do have hard days and sometimes I am extremely stressed and we have a lot of moving pieces in our life so yeah I am I guess complaining and again do you want me to just act like life is just cherries and roses every single day because that is so unrealistic like you are wanting me to just be fake 
like like I said, the journey is worth it and it's hard and I'm not going to sit here and pretend that it's an easy peasy piece of cake. Like how can people relate to that? They can't. Everyone is going through struggles. Everyone is nervous or fearful about something and it takes a lot of work to get through that fear, get through that anxiety. And I never want my social media to be a place where people feel like I'm just living like life in the clouds and like completely out of touch with reality because that is not the case. I hope that it's never the case. Like that's just, ugh, shit is hard, okay? My level of overwhelm and stress right now is through the roof. Also, everybody who's like, you have so much energy. I get that comment all the time. I do not have so much energy. I would just like to put that on the record. I do not have so much energy. I am very often extremely exhausted, but I have been prioritizing like sleep, wellness, health, working out, like trying to better feel my body. Like me has come first this year and I'm really, really happy and proud to say that. And it's made all the difference in getting through the rest of this hard stuff and giving me the physical energy to do everything I'm currently doing. And there the dog goes again, losing his damn mind. Yeah, uh, I just had to air that, air that dirty laundry. Last thing I wanted to talk about today is just a little update on growing our family. No, I am not pregnant. Um, I would say we've been like trying, not trying for like, I don't know, maybe four or five months. Um, but the last couple months we've like actually tried to conceive by, um, like timing my cycle and my ovulation and like making sure we are having sex in like my fertile window and two negative pregnancy tests so far, which is a little sad. Um, yeah, we got pregnant with Ryan. Like I got my IUD taken out. I had one period, which my doctor recommended me to do. I was wearing my Ava bracelet at the time. Like I bought it when we knew we wanted to try to conceive Ryan and the so I had the one period and then the next month I got pregnant and it was super exciting it happened so fast did not expect it to happen this fast um and then this time around feels like I don't know yeah there's like I said there's been two negative tests but we've been kind of trying not trying for like four or five months and then we're like 99% sure my IUD fell out like almost a year ago now. So like that would have been last May. So this May we would be coming up on a year, which also has me a little puzzled how we did not get pregnant like unexpected. I don't know. We'll see. Um, we're trying again this month. I was supposed to ovulate yesterday. And gosh, that like wait between the day you ovulate and then the day your period is supposed to come is so awful. Like those, the two week wait, just waiting. You're like, I don't know if I'm pregnant. I don't know what direction my life is about to go in. I just, I've been struggling through that two week wait. Last month, um, I, I don't know why I last, I 
didn't want to have a baby in the middle of fall wedding season. I was like, that will literally kill me. So we were trying to like time it, but then I kind of like, we kind of got impatient. We're like, this sucks. It's not fair that we have to like time our life around all these like work things. And so we were like, eh, whatever, let's just try. Um, but I would have been having a baby in like October or November and that would have been absolutely terrible. So yeah, last month though, I was like, okay, like a November baby, that won't be terrible. Like, like September is honestly our worst month, worst month this year, as far as our calendar goes right now. So I was like, okay, like we're in the clear, like I'm ready. Like I really want this baby now. And, um, you know, I ovulated and then a week went by and then I was like, okay, I have one more week to wait. And I started my period a whole week early. So like I ovulated and then a week later I got my period again and I was so upset. I was like, this sucks. And not only did I like not even get a break from my freaking period, it's here again to remind me that I am not pregnant. So that was really annoying. Um, like I said, I just ovulated yesterday. So now we have a two week wait. If, um, if I am pregnant, then this baby would be born in December. I think like early December, if it made it a full 40 weeks or something, I don't know. I've been using this little due date calculator online to be like, okay, how anxious should I be about the 39,000 weddings I have, um, the month this baby is going to pop out of my body. And yeah, December's good. We only have one wedding. It's like December 2nd. So not worried about that. Um, yeah, so now we just wait. Um, again, waiting. I just, uh, I obviously am like nowhere near like feeling the experiences of somebody who struggles with infertility. Um, I hope and pray that we don't have to face those issues, but like, I just, I put myself in the shoes of if this had, like, if you take the last three to five months or whatever, and then you expand that out over years, like, oh, my heart just goes out to those mamas and daddies. Like, oh my gosh, what an emotional roller coaster! Like, just so mentally exhausting and heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. Anyways, just send good baby dust, um, ready for a baby. Also, my other thing is like, if we don't conceive now, I do not want a spring baby either. Like I do not want a spring 2024 baby. That is also busy season. So like I need this baby to pop out between like December and like February. Okay. That'd be great. That would really help with my anxiety and stress levels about bringing a second child into this family. Um, yeah, I know today's episode all over the place. I don't know. I have been feeling really uninspired. I think it's just the stress and the overwhelm. So yeah, just wanted to give a quick life update since I was totally MIA last week. Um, sitting here this morning, I did skull crushers in my workout on Monday and my like elbow hurts really bad. I might need to call Dr. Schroeder and have him look at this because it hurts really bad and I don't want to like lift today and do something stupid. Okay, well, happy Wednesday, everybody. I will do my very, very best to get another episode out this week, but you know what? Such is life. All right, adios.
Oh, 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 oh,